0: what up everybody
1: it's nate with street wave and i'm back that's right i'm back at it the podcast is back and today i'm at the crossroads hotel um i'm gonna get to sit down with some amazing people talk about some amazing things for an amazing event called the night market and today i'm with matt from paradise garden club what's up man how are you
0: what's up nate thanks for having me today
1: Dude, I appreciate your time. Uh, I want to dive in um, to Paradise. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the business. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how that all came together.
0: So Paradise Garden Club um, is uh, on its... I guess most basic form. Its pillars are hospitality, education, and community, and, and then how we are supporting those pillars is that we've decided to bring the aspect of life, nature, um, our plants, and then we happen to do so with some of the best plants that you can find in the United States. Uh, our cactus and succulent varieties are actually. Probably in the top five most diverse collections in the United States, and and that relationship happened um, from really just general kindness. Um, we were able to um, bring some of these best plants in because of actually helping one of the top collectors in the United States in Southwest Arizona. Uh, while we were driving through the United States, we'd already built Paradise Garden Club, and I happened to help this lady. Who uh, had just beaten stage four cancer, load her van, and because of that kindness, for the first time, uh, she decided to uh, sell to the public. And this is a lady whose cactus is or cacti uh, were in uh, Pixar (laughs) she sells to like collectors and so that, you know, in a way allowed us to step out of like your regular type of cactus game. And and so, um, and then we have this space that we have a big old sun globe in that provides six hours of light a day. We have a humidifier to make it feel like the Baja. We have this uh, cactus display that when you walk in, it really feels like you are being, you're walking out of the midwest i guess um so the idea isn't though there to to give you your first spark of life but really to remind you of home and um where the plant store all came from we were um it's my wife and i we actually uh, met our business partners at trader joe's when we were uh, plant kc we pitched to them for uh, 32 minutes in front of the cheese at trader joe's and this was <laughs> in uh yeah 2019 yeah and then um and then where plant kc came from was a uh, we were living in uh, California and we kept trying to move to Kansas City, but uh, it just wasn't working out. We, had, uh, we were living in uh, San Diego and hadn't watched uh, sports for a while, but we were walking by a Eagles bar and nobody was in there that day and saw the Chiefs playing and saw Travis Kelsey Mahomes playing and was like, oh shit. That team's going to win a Super Bowl. And when a city wins a Super Bowl, that brings $1.1 billion to a city's economies over three years. So the idea was like, all right, how do we get back to Kansas City? So we had pitched a pet-focused co-working space, a uh, stock exchange bar, grill your own steak bar. It was like... But we couldn't nobody would uh give us the time because we had no reputation yet, or mm. we weren't business owners yet right. you know and like that's hard, you know, so went back to San Diego and basically had uh given up, and we're like, I guess we're just not meant to move back uh back home and then after a little time had passed, we were uh traveling down to Mexico, thinking about moving down there and uh we had happened to come to Oaxaca, Mexico, which has been really the connection to what Paradise has become, to the hospitality, the education, and the community. It's what is ingrained into their society there. But um, we had left our group of friends and decided to go stay about three hours away from everybody. And we got to this mountain village and we were staying in this little place away from everything. And closest village is like 100 people. And and my wife is car sick. Um, I don't tell her that I'm going to go on a hike and I decide to go on a hike by, my, by myself and I fall down the side of this mountain and I'm gone for like eight hours. <laughs> so I was pretty, pretty scared, um, but I was like, eventually I'll find my way out. Right. I hear a boombox on the side of the mountain and there's a shaman in training he's on his way to Columbia to see his grandpa and he left the corporate world in uh, San Francisco which had really resounded uh, with me because I had left the corporate world to discover uh, a better life for myself in the same, and, and right. a similar rights. And, um, and he's the one who helped me find my way out of the mountains and said, well, it's time for you to go back to your family, go back home. And we literally designed our plant store three days after that experience. Um, my mom had to loan us enough money to get to the closest airport, which was about three hours away in Oaxaca city. And um, we fly back to San Diego. Um, uh, uh, two friends of ours, um, um, one being Abby from Fox 4 News, uh, the head anchor, loans hey. us uh, um, a very small amount of money um, and um, enough to get us our first month's rent um, in Kansas City and our first um, supply of plants. And we opened up our first plant store uh, three weeks later back in Kansas City. Packed up everything we owned in the back of our Jeep, uh, drove back across the country, opened up that, and then in our first couple months of business before we had our opening, our big opening, um, my family's house gets hit by the tornadoes, our greenhouse gets hit by the tornadoes, uh-huh. and we're about to open in like a week. And this yeah. is a grand opening in June of 2019. And um, we have no plants, and, we, and so, you know, we had to figure it out, and the community all showed up that first day. We had like a ten thousand dollar day, and the basement of hey, a hotel in Westport. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and from that, we turned everything to two physical locations: one in the plaza with uh, Made in KC, and then um, three pop-up locations, and then our physical location in Westport. And we did that by the end of July. And so we were like, all right, you know, That's if we're going to scale up how we're going to do this. Yeah. And we didn't want to be like any of the other plant stores. And originally we only chose our name, Plant KC, because we're like, we don't know a name yet. But Kansas City loves itself so much. We'll just throw a plant in front of KC. We'll right. figure it out later. Um, we're old puts the, the, the Wade brothers um, of all people who are one of the. And RWD Productions, one of the top production companies in the Midwest, in front of us at uh, Trader Joe's in front of the cheese. So I see uh, her name is Costa Rica Greasy, one of the Wade brothers' wives. Jeez. And um, I'd met her by planning a party for her and her son, and well, uh, for her son's birthday at iFly Indoor Skydiving. I used to do the marketing there. And I recognized her and I was like, Costa Rica Greasy? And she's <laughs> like, and uh, Lindsey Wade was like, hey, this guy with a beard trying to talk to you. And I was like, actually, I want to talk to you. And, yeah, and then uh, pitched to him right there. We were fully funded. And then in a matter of weeks, we were uh, Paradise Garden Club. And uh, and that's, uh, that's where Paradise Garden Club comes from.
1: Yeah, and, like, for the listeners that don't know, I met you in 2019, yes. you and your lady. Um, and that experience in that shop was so great. And, like, I was looking for plans for my live show at the time. And people were like, hey, man, you need to go to Westport. Let me put you in touch with these people. And I think it might have been, like, probably one of the homies that I was close with. So it could have been Nick. It could have been someone else that was like, hey, you should go check them out. And Might
0: have been through FAM.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Uh man shout out to carnell for starting that and everything exactly. man That really like grew the culture together and i think what's even cooler is seeing what you guys have become in the city has been the you know a, a place for a community to grow mm-hmm. and it's just been a beautiful i've been doing some observations on instagram and talking to some other homies just about like the new location and what they what they feel and what they experience going in and it's not kansas city yeah. you know what i mean like it's you feel out of the midwest yeah which i think is so healthy especially when shopping for a plant you know what i mean you're a little bit just maybe unknown for what some reason that you know the temperature in the room's a little bit different from outside you know and uh, other things so i think it's a a missing puzzle piece to a beautiful picture here you know
0: well and you know to be honest you were there at the beginning you were there where that idea started was um, we wanted to be something completely different. We called uh, Rooted in New York. They were one of the new style plant stores away from your like mom and pop style, like making it sexy, throwing neon lights against it. So they helped give us that idea of like we were bringing something sexy to town. Um, family tree nursery at the time, uh, I'm, this is a thing I will call the hell, I guess, was we, lost, we didn't have any plants. We called them and... Um, they wouldn't sell any plants to us. they said, "Why would we ever sell to our competition and that was when we got hit by the tornadoes and Before that we were told by people um, from different communities our 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 queer allies our our people and 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 other different communities uh, not to get too much into that part of it, but people who felt like they weren't being uh, greeted and welcomed the way that they deserved to and that's kind of a midwest thing sometimes it's like Well, you deserve more than that. So we kind of set out to be the exact opposite of what people were getting here. And then with FAM and how we connected, uh, that's all we had. When we had no money, we had to find a photographers. We had to find a way to network. And for Artistic Minds, um, at the time, um, now since the pandemic, they're not really going anymore, but maybe they will, Carnell. Yeah, Uh, for sure. um, I'm hoping. But they connected us with people. They got us a photographer. Things like they showed up, and they allowed us – I mean, we had things like – we worked with Planned Parenthood at that time and had the uh, cat call thing, which came from fam um, It allowed us to support things and donate to things and allowed us to pop up in and, and things in places that we needed to and they 're the ones who showed up you know during our our opening when we needed people to show up and so you know we needed to make sure that we honored that, but when we were doing all that, it was like these were the creative, (laughs) the innovative, you know, these were the people like, you know, we're like, hey, what can you do with us too, you know? And then we leaned into um, the classes, you know, and the rentals, things that people weren't doing here yet, but they were doing in other cities, you know, like, and and in a matter of a month, we were the number one Airbnb experience in Kansas City. And that's what got us, you know, on the page of it. And we're still doing those programs today. My, uh, My wife, Jessica is actually doing a class right now for 16 people. And, and so that's a big part of it is yeah. that, like, people need to know that, like, you know, working with these plants isn't that hard. And, and but it's also the idea of an experience in Kansas City is that everybody feels like they have to do something once. And like you have your indoor skydiving, right. you have your breakout rooms, right. uh, your blade and timber, mm-hmm. you have but it's once you do something once you go on to the next experience and they all actually cost also around the same price. So that's also another thing you can work off of is like, this is what people are, are interested in paying for an experience. So then you build your class and program then around that price point and you're doing something then you're being considerate of that person's experience.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what's special and like putting on like a yoga class as well in the environment to like take care of yourself in a, in a healthy environment, I think, is beautiful.
0: Exactly. So with the yoga classes, um, our morning programs, our art programs, we do writing, we do poetry. Um, the idea is, is how do you feel when you're in there? And so we had, um, when we were down in Oaxaca at a, this artist residency called Casa Wabi, um, they have a library in the middle of it that they had built for uh, some of the local areas that hadn't had access to primary education yet. And in order to get to that library, um, the kids are basically made to walk through a maze of a greenhouse, a nursery, a clay studio, um, things that are in their nature. Uh, Because mud there is used for their clay, it's used to heal, it's used as a poultice, it's used for everything. And, and then there's this little like, safe little sit-down theater right before you get into the library, which a theater also makes you feel safe and at home. And so by the time they got into their library, they feel, they feel good, they feel safe. And so we essentially just wanted to apply the same idea to the same programs. We went and did poetry, writing classes in the mountains of Oaxaca and the city in the clouds. And um, my wife was able to write four children's books, you know. Wow. And, and it allowed us to go into those spaces. That's insane. Like, we felt focused, yeah. we felt safe, yeah. you know. And so we're just giving people here that same idea. And that's where it ties back to the pillars. is just like, if we focus on hospitality, education, uh, community first, and then we use our plans to support that, then maybe you want to bring a little bit of that paradise home with you.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. It kind of takes me to the, like, that saying, if you build it, they will come.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. So I've always kind of fell into that. And then maybe that's, uh, my arrogance side of me. I like planning an event. Um, um, because it, it is about, uh, building something that, People deserve to like in a way that like we are always considering their time. People have forgotten how to consider each other's time, and that's what the whole thing where hospitality is. It's like if people are going to come spend their valuable time with you and their money, give them something that they deserve and consider their time always. And 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 that's actually in a way we build it. um, If we build it, they'll come. As another you know thing that we are welcome to paradise actually. You know, was built off, which truly comes from um, welcome home. And I, um, I was just letting you know this, and like we've been able to talk right before we got started here about, you know, how important hospitality is to us. Um, so uh, the, I actually almost used to, um, one point, almost worked for Disney, and um, some of these things happened that didn't line up. And I tried to get back in that world, and I actually managed at a uh, um, hotel, Sorella, here locally. So I was always trying to get back into the hospitality world. Well. At Disney, what they would have um, what he would he would do as his um, call to hospitality is that his cast members were brought here from all over the world, and the best way for them to represent themselves um, was to welcome represent their home and so we'd have his cast members welcome people home because that was the best way for them to be like this is this is this is me you know and then these people are showing that their side is like when you are in somebody's home this is when they are being their their most serving and their most hospitable they're welcoming you home and so that's our play with Welcome to Paradise, is our play on hospitality, and, and it's our call to hospitality, and it, it comes from Welcome Home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, like, we were speaking before this, I was going to ask you the question of three words that describe paradise, and what is it?
0: It's Welcome to Paradise.
1: Hey. And it's people, beautiful.
0: when people come in, like, we have people that come in, and they're like, See, I told you this is the place they welcome you to paradise. <laughs> but when I would go to Disney, every time they would they would uh, when we go to the resort, um, we would stay at this one place uh, called Old Key West. And it's a Disney resort. And every time. Welcome home. And and that resounds with you. That feels yeah, good. So yeah, like yeah. and so now when you're thinking of like, you know, welcome home, welcome to paradise, you can think about that as home. And you, and there's things about, you know, when you walk through paradise, you know, though we, we try to remind you of it, not to. To uh, to necessarily repre- fully represent, like the idea of our sun, for example, puts off six hours of filtered light a day. Well, it can't really mimic sun gazing, which is a real thing that helps us get into our um, circadian rhythm, I believe is what it's called. Um, that's part of our nature. It helps us feel safe, helps us feel focused. So, But it's there to remind us that that exists. And that's another big part of our, our club thing is like about creating your own paradise, building your own paradise. But that's about leaving, you know, like going and seeing these places that you deserve, the ocean, You know, that creates rhythms that you deserve. You know, we uh, actually wanted to build part of Paradise originally as a stress cafe where uh, we had rooms where you lay down your technology and you leave the workplace, you come down to our club, you walk through there and you sit in a room surrounded by life and you just reset and you get what you deserve because one of the hard things with Kansas City is our winters. You know, our sun isn't out all the time. We don't have life around us. So even if you gave yourself the benefits of a nature walk, you know, which was some of uh, the greatest leaders of all time have used that for focus. Well, you can't do that here all year round. And then you have to reset every time. Yeah. So now we're also a place for people. You can come and just walk through our space, you know, like we aren't there to be like here, but always like buy a plant. It's actually come walk through and hang out with us because yeah. another thing people will tell you when you are welcome to paradise is who is welcoming you to paradise? Because that's always me <laughs> like I'm there seven days a week. You know, we have associates. Um, and 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 there, but you know, I want to be the one to welcome people to paradise. Our associates, you know, they're full on education. We have some of the we have a guy there that is a full of cactus and succulent expert background um, and Aztec history from Mexico, who is literally there just to work for fun. He has a career job. We have another person with a career job who is one of the most foremost experts in the in the area, and they are literally working there just so they can provide knowledge to the community and so right. we're building something very genuine there and in, and if you heard me call them associates there that's a big part of it too it's like a big part of this is about treating the people that are working with us as humans a big part of paradise's main mission is truly about human development yeah. and, and that's the big picture for me yeah. On the side that's like what am I doing with Paradise Garden Club is like, I'm trying to change institutions and I'm trying to welcome people to, thing, to places that is in their true nature. And, and first part of that is treating people like humans and allowing them to be their most creative and innovative. And when we do that, that allows us and our associates to always be thinking of the next idea first or being on top of it always, because now we're all capable. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's such a beautiful picture, so man. I think a lot of people forget to treat people, other people and coworkers as humans. Yes. You know, as as a building block rather than, you know, a, a part time job or, you know, you're you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're only here for to make money and that's it. See you later. So
0: and that has to change. That know? has to. And 100%. organic disruption uh, requires change in a way where like you kind of confront these hierarchy systems that people believe that they're born into leadership roles and and they 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 place you know i guess like um goals on you that in a way that that hinders people yeah because it's not your goals It's exactly yeah. it's like we all have that same picture but you gotta allow people to instead of putting that anxiousness behind it but you know that takes a whole a movement and and, it, and a lot of the um companies that have already been set in place i've already been in that same realm for too long they don't know how to break out of it this is called the regenerator business and this is a, a a movement that a lot of places are trying to make but it, it, it takes a new business to do that. And that's where you put the idea being of human development, being creative and innovative, before the profit. And then if you build it, they will come. Is The idea is that the profit will come because you're always a step, a thought above the rest. Yeah. And, 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 and a big idea. And the reason I was actually, in a way, which I've been very fortunate, I was approached by a, a, um, a group here because they saw our business as... As a regenerative business is that and it had to do with my relationship with Oaxaca, which is what we always try to connect to paradise and uh, this group approached this because they learned about um, how the loud, loud, uh, you know um, a place um, that um, i guess allows people to be their most creative and um, innovative and feel safe um, and, and this is like the i guess and the sensitive way of talking about it is like in an area like Oaxaca, it's been 300, um, 400 years of an Afro-Mexican culture. And, and that's an area where they've been able to thrive together and being and that is one of the most creative meccas of the world. It is um, the food mecca of Latin America. It's the land of the seven moles. It's literally Jeez. protected for that. Um, it's probably one of the top three safest regions in all of the Americas to visit. Where um, here, um, you know, groups of people are put against each other for the same resources. And so we're so far away from that. So, how do we connect people to their true nature? We offer a safe place. And so, one of our, our ways of doing that and what we're trying to do is like, we recently, instead of um, partnering with the greater chamber, who once upon a time asked me to be one of their champ- champions, was because of the way I looked. They needed somebody that looked like me to bring a cool vibe to the chamber. And I was like, Okay. So I purposely, you know, have partnered with the spending chamber who doesn't necessarily always get represented here and um but then now I, I instead of in, in one of the biggest ways I tried to do this at the beginning, instead of offering a place just for their adults to come in and network, and um, we were going to do a business after hours. Well, we decided to invite um, the, um, the children, the families, uh, but we also invited the young black professionals of Kansas City, th- their children, their families, and we brought everybody together in a safe place, and it was, you felt it, you felt good, you oh, know, man, and, yeah. and like there's a lot of movements that I'm not just saying, but like when people come in there, like, that's the idea, and people deserve that. And so that's what we're trying to do, but we're trying to do it in a way that is unconscious, and then it'll spread through our, un, our other institutions, because like, there's things here that happening like there's, you know it's still very represented by groups of people that don't allow Kansas City to necessarily grow. Did you know that um, Angela Cervantes, uh, the writer of CoCo, is from Kansas City. You know, she was a white author. We would be hailing that across the city. So that's kind of some of the other things is like we're calling, on, you know, to that. And, um, and and we allow a place that, that can do that.
1: Yeah. So. yeah. All right. So I want to talk about like my skills towards plants. And I've sadly had to bury three or four plants. Um, I don't have like that green thumb. I want to get better at that. Would you have any advice to those that are starting to like get into plants what, what 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 should we do
0: so uh the whole thing with like you're already a member <laughs> is what we'll say a lot and the club paradise right, garden club right, right. um so is that you're already a plant person you just don't know it yet or don't realize it see i, I
1: like the i like the positiveness yeah I like that that that's part i get bummed about it because i'm like
0: so you, need, you need to not get scared and like that's where i relied on uh ted lasso <laughs> so like to be honest like in november 2019 i still didn't even know the name of a plant and then finally i did connect with cactus and caudics plants and now i can name like you know at least 100 different cactus and you know i collect some of the top desert roses in the country and um, but like I had, I was scared before that. And a lot of times when I was scared, I would think, you know, like, well, you know, what would Ted to do? And his is always about being honest, you know, and considerate, and letting people know that. Like he didn't know anything um, about soccer, you know, football, and uh, right. but it didn't matter. But he did that in England. And, right. But he still relied on his honesty and yeah. candor to to stick through that. And every time I get scared, because plant people are a certain type of people, you know. Uh, But then, you know, that's what allowed me to be confident in that, you know, you're already a member is that when I did start learning, it, it was like I was a preschooler, you know, and that's the whole thing with everything, too, is that like we evolved for thousands of years to learn with our hands outdoors. Uh, we, we evolved to learn this way. So once I started learning, it was, yeah, it was like, when was the last time I learned a hobby? Cause I was scared, you know, but I, you know, and like, that's what, with a lot of us, but with a planet doesn't make us scared, it's just like, it brings on your cortisol levels, you know, which can help us focus. And that's the idea of it too, is like, it's been in our nature for so long. That's what it can, it, it can do. And that's the same idea that you can do with cooking. It's things that we've done forever that, um, for, for some reason now we're learning in our enclosed spaces. We're learning in ways that we never had. We didn't start learning as a general society in front of computer screens until the last 50 years. So why are we so anxious? Right. So it's about reconnecting, you know, to home. And so it's, it's just, you know, to remind you of that. And, and eventually you're gonna feel safe. You're gonna feel confident while you're doing it. And maybe it, it takes sometimes a certain plan. And that's why we do at our, our club is that we, uh, during the pandemic, when things got hard, Um, we offered different things for, it was a lot of first time plant buyers. That's what really blew up. Um, the plant market was, um, plants became the first the number one trending retail item on Google trends during the pandemic. And that's because of all the first time plant buyers, but you know, so we had to learn how to teach people the same idea, but it wasn't just them. It was also kids. It was, it, it was, so we started these kids. So, you know, with a kid, it could be, you know, a tropical or desert plants, but it could be a garden. It could be a moss ball. So we designed uh, garden kits and dropped them off at parents' houses all over town. We designed a moss ball kit for local hospitals that kids could tear a moss ball in half and learn how to propagate from that. And that moss ball can grow. It's a marimo moss ball. It's our biggest seller now. It can grow for hundreds of years. Wow. And now we've even gone past that. And now we have our, our full steam science, technology, engineering, arts, and math program programs for kids. Which we're also connecting that with elderly, because it's all about reconnecting to our, our, really where we all come from, our evolution. And elderly, the same idea is that we're working with people with Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, and and the, the idea there is that, like, recently my grandma, um, who I'm very close with, uh, she always brings up cooking with her mom uh, or gardening with her mom. And, like, so the idea with this is like, This is going to remind them of home and help them feel safe. And and it can do the same thing with elderly as it can with kids and the same thing it can do with us as adults.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. I just need to read some more books. I think that's my thing. I have one for you. If you got any for me.
0: So The Regenerative Business by Carol Sanford is one. Um, that is uh, the idea of kind of what I feel like paradise is and what we've been called is a regenerative business and is the idea of what only um, the new wave of businesses can do because the old wave are still way too attached to the old hierarchy systems, which, you know, again, which is what keeps them in that control mechanism that keeps us in, in a one system, but we all have to realize that we're divergent. You know, divergent, we're all capable. We're all capable of seeing patter- patterns and being creative and innovative. We just have to be allowed to step forward.
1: Right, right. All right, so lastly, Instagram.
0: Yes. So I, I run the Instagram and yeah. I, I actually, I, I barely even had social media before that. I had an Instagram with like 10 posts. Right. I didn't have Facebook. So that was kind of scary, but a big part of it is is like, telling my story, doing it honestly, but I am good at patterns. Um, I did talk about before, like, you know, leaving a certain world, the corporate world, like my background is in economics, finance, and mathematics. And like, when I got into that world, I couldn't focus. I was stifled. I was freaking out. I I went to a career therapist though. And um, he was like, in a different lifetime, you'd be a ship captain. And he's like, you're divergent. You can see multiple things. And he gave me the confidence and I left that world and I spent years trying to find the life that I deserved and I was very fortunate to give myself those practices and a lot of those practices started with sitting in nature for three hours every day I was able to do this for years I did the Edison approach it was basically Edison instead of becoming a insurance salesperson I believe it was um, he was like no I'm more capable of that he would go sit in a park sit surrounded by nature and just let his brain be capable and that's how he remarketed the light bulb you know and and what's called the inventor of the light bulb you know and it all just had to be with like being human and human development so um with you know i think the social media thing it's been really just using my gift with patterns but using it in a different way than i was allowed to before
1: awesome And where's the shop at what's the location
0: so we're down in the crossroads uh we're connected to the guild who um our business partners are um also their rw2 productions uh the wade brothers who also own the guild which is the top uh wedding venue in kansas city over the last three years so that's also been a really big benefit for our club is that you know when we talk about our events we've had a concert there in our garden um well the guild's garden with madison word uh, from madison word and mama bear an international sensation and um, we have a space where we've brought in, you know, um, 500 feet of cactus and lined the guild's walls where they were able to have drinks and live music. We've had no. um, Longer Days Official um, in our space who's a, uh, um, uh, an upcoming DJ who's been in Burning Man uh, this last year and things like that, who we've, we've also given people the space that we've been given that we didn't have before. And I think a big part of that is honoring the fact that we have our paradise space, which is this giant like warehouse now full of life and a sun, and we control the humidity in there to feel like Baja. And then we have the whole other side, which is this big, beautiful event space. Um, and now we've opened up our space though to the community, who you know during the pandemic, certain groups uh, weren't able to make money, they weren't able to do the things that they needed to. So we offered our place for free for makers like yoga instructors, squats and uh, movement mass we had a book reading club and every morning almost we would open an hour before the store opened and said use our space you get to keep the proceeds you know and you know that brought people to our store of course it brought community but this also gave people an opportunity at this time like that They didn't necessarily have one because like this space if we're not using it right now why why does it necessarily have to be our space it should be everyone's and if we keep that in mind that you know eventually will flow through our institution and then again into other institutions and and that's our biggest goal is that more and more businesses will start to do something similar and we're all gonna be like competing against each other but in a good way where we're all like who's the most creative and innovative who's thinking of like something that nobody else in town's already done but we've also allowed the people that work with with us The same opportunity, and, and, and a good example of somebody who's done that and strides is Cafe Cafe. So that's mm. a Vietnamese uh, coffee shop. Yeah. Who, during the pandemic in New York, her show shut down. Uh, Jackie Nugent, Nguyen, Nguyen Nguyen I said that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> no, you good? You good? <laughs> and um, she uh, moved here because her boyfriend lived here, and she's like, there's no uh, Vietnamese coffee shop in Ca- Kansas City. Well, she brought a whole movement with her, and the people that were in the show with her even moved here, and these are people from all over the world, you know. Um, And and they came here to support her, and in one year they jumped 12,000 followers. You know, and she did it in a way where each one of her people that work with her are treated exactly like herself, you know, and they're always thinking above the box They're And, you know, they're doing pop-ups in a way that nobody else has done. Cause every other pop-up in Kansas city looks the same because Kansas city, like in its own fashion, they always, in a way they, they keep held down to that Kansas city nature. So.
1: Right, right. Right. No, that's, that's very interesting. Um, I just want to wrap up real quick. Um, Instagram, we paradise.garden.club, right? Yes. Location is in Westport. Yes, man. I appreciate your oh, time today. Crossroads. Crossroads. Here I am again. <laughs> Westport, so we're at crossroads.
0: 1621 Locus, uh <laughs> next to the Guild, which is also a block down from Parlor, right. and on the other side of the Kansas City Star.
1: Right, right. I appreciate you coming on today, man. I'm excited to see what you bring to the market. You got to be excited about the market, right?
0: Pretty well, I'm pretty excited. Like, yeah. um, I, I mean, I have other ideas right now. I'm actually writing a book, um, which I'm very excited about, which... Um, calls on a lot of the experiences that I went through. Um, you know, a lot of it came from my experiences with ADD. And like, but um, along the way, some people said, you know, people with ADD can actually be helpful. And so that's kind of like what I'm I'm trying to include in all my concepts is like, you know, look what I'm doing with it in a way. And I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna also bring the community together for the right people. But also, this will bring hope to others that you can also do this and then that brings hope back to me and and yeah i'm i'm here for it and ready
1: (laughs) well matt thanks again man i appreciate your
0: time